Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Let's talk about you getting undercover and buying some yummy, delicious, artisanal mm. bakery treats. That's something you can do when it's raining outside. Joining us now to talk about her new bakery that she has co founded is Jen Lee, the co-founder of Sour Bomb Artisanal Bakery. Jen, great to have you with us today. Where are you? Are you gonna are you making some treats today? Yeah. I'm actually at the bakery right now. But nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm fantastic. Hi, Good to see you. Actually met you guys before. <laughs> yeah. well, well, it's wonderful to see you. We'll ignore the fact that you didn't yeah. deliver any treats to the studio. <laughs> we'll just step right past that. Now, Glenn has been talking to me because mm. one of our regular listeners of the show, uh, Rob Salisbury, yep. is a massive fan of your bakery. We love feel good you know entrepreneurial stories particularly good independent startup local businesses like yours fantastic tell us about it how did you come up with the idea so we are kind of instagram born so we are very social media based uh, business and we started off from covid so when covid first started about two years back um, I was just literally baking for friends. And then one of those friends happened to be my co-founder, which is CR. And he is like a photographer. He owns a few businesses. So he's a bit of an entrepreneur himself. So he decided to just ask me and be like, hey, like as a friend, do you want to start a business together? And I was like, sure, as long as we don't kill each other in the end. <laughs> so we just started it off um, really simply, actually. Um, we were a home business. So what we do is we use uh, social media like Instagram to actually build our brand. And from there, it kind of became like a big hit, you know, during COVID times when people were just stro- scrolling through their phone all the time. And from there, we realized that we could not take the, like, the production outflow uh, from my own house mm. so we decided to get a space and here we are in my small corner of a bakery <laughs> yeah can so we see it is there any chance you can exciting. can you just pan the camera okay, slightly me... let's have a look oh look at this folks if you're not listening if oh, you can a... if you have access to facebook oh, live go. look at that please switch on your camera okay. your facebook live money fm feeds we've got a I'll, lovely shot of the cafe i'll send you guys to the good stuff okay yeah to show us the good stuff by all means oh here we so go so tell us as you are as you're showing us this what what do you specialize in in a particular either item or style of baking or what tell us yeah. a little bit more about so, what you do so basically um our name is called sour bomb bakery yep so sour bomb is like the mashup of two words. So it's sourdough and bombolones. Mm. So bombolones is the Italian stuffed donut. So that was like the only donut that I ever ate in my life because I really love like the custard that is inside it. Yes. And when I was in Italy, I was like, oh, it's like my favorite snack, right? So I wanted to do my own rendition and I'm like a baker. So I work with sourdough a lot and I was like, oh, there's no sourdough donuts on the market yet. So I decided to do it. And it became a hit. Lah. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite fun because I get to do what I love. And mm. I see the results, you know, in my own customers. Like they're very receptive to like what I make. And this new creation that we came up with. 
brilliant. Jen, I've just put the um, the link to your website on our Facebook live chat, and I'm looking at you have some videos scrolling through on your fa- on your uh, on your homepage. It looks unbelievable. Without getting in the way of your workers, there, can you give us a closer up view of? Of some of the uh, the products you're making, or is it okay. is it not convenient at the so, moment? So yeah, I'm trying to get close. Um, so this is one of our bakes. And tell us what it is. So it's basically a pistachio donut, mm. and it has like a mini shoe pastry. So the shoe pastry is like a cookie puff. Do you know what's a shoe pastry? Like a cream puff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we have like a mini cream puff on top of our donut. Wow. So it's kind of like having two desserts at one. And that's what we do here. We like really push the boundaries of what a donut can be. And like we just like go crazy with the toppings. That's yeah. it. That's and I it. guess that's what we were famous for. Yeah. I'm, I'm going next week. I'm going. I have to sign some books in Orchard next week. I, I'm there. I'll be there. Do find me. Just say, hey, Jen, right? Yeah, I'm always there. So. You mentioned you out. mentioned social media, oh, yeah. Jen, and people can actually come into the physical store, right? They don't have to necessarily order online, do they? Or can they order online so, as well? So we have two, or, or perhaps like three lanes of like sales. So what we do is we do walk-ins, so in-store sales, and then we also do pre-orders. So pre-orders is on our website or on Instagram. Okay. And then the last one would be any like third-party, like GrabFood or FoodPanda, that kind of stuff. So we do have quite a lot of avenues, um, but we rely heavily on pre-orders because that's like the determining factor of about like every day, how much do we do, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, I'm interested, sorry, I was going to say, I'm interested in your story because a Singaporean baker is not so common as a Singaporean cook, for example, because, you know, I mean, it has had a resurgence in the last few years. Programs like the Great British Bake Off have become global phenomenons that it's shown in Singapore. And during lockdown, yes, baking did take off. But, you know, not every Singaporean home had an oven. A lot of HDB flats didn't have right. ovens until, you know, relatively recently. So the idea of baking is not as common as other aspects of cooking, maybe. Mm-hmm. So what is your story? How did you get into baking? I would say that um, contrary to that fact, I actually started baking since I was very little. And I think it attributes to my family background right. because my whole family is in F&B. Ah. So my dad has like a chicken rice store. Uh, my mom really loves to bake, you know. So we spend like most of our days just cooking and baking. And I had an oven, I remember when I was still in primary school, which is like mm. below 10 years old. <laughs> so I made like my first cupcakes and muffins so my parents were like really really supportive with my passion and my interest so whenever I needed to get any equipment or new like molds or new cupcake tins you know they would like go out and buy it for me so that I would like really attribute back to them and be like thank you so much you know for like supporting my whole career in a sense yeah um, supportive so parents supportive I was, parents fantastic yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Jen, so I was t- actually professionally trained. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was actually professionally trained as a chef. So like a hot kitchen chef. Uh-huh. But I didn't feel completely happy in a hot kitchen because I feel like it's always very stressful. And when I went back home, I would always bake. And baking became like my escape, you know, from like the hectic life. And I realized that, oh, why not like just build a business out of it? And I built a business out of it and I can say... But I feel more calm 
in a bakery than in a hot kitchen. There so that go. is like quite a big difference. There's your you message. Know? Do what you love different. and you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're talking yeah. yeah. We're talking with Jen Lee, the co-founder of Sour Bomb Artisanal Bakery, and that's bomb spelled B-O-M-B-E. Uh, they are located uh, in in the what was formerly called the Park Mall. It's been redeveloped now at number nine Penang Road on the second floor. They, the, your uh, your shop faces out toward um, basically toward uh, Dobie Gott. It's just opposite the MRT. It faces the road, yeah, and it faces the toward the Dobie Gott uh, MRT if you're in in that area. Uh, and your uh, your things now. There's a signature box of nine sour bombs for. $44, an original box of six for $29, a season box of three for 15 Now, this is not inexpensive, is it? It is not really, um, considering like the effort that all the bakers put in. And I'm very sure that most of our customers, when they try our products, they're like, yeah, it's worth it. Because it's good. <laughs> right? So we believe in like our quality and we try not to like shortchange ourselves. Yep. Um, I know, you know, some people might say like, oh, it's a bit pricey for donuts. But I mean, it is artisanal. You know, everything's made from scratch. Uh, even the dough is hand Um The yeast takes like three days to like grow. So it is mm. a lot of back end, you know, a lot of hard work that goes behind it. So if yeah. I cheapen the price, I think I will be doing a disservice to my team. Because well, they put so much effort every day. Yeah. You know, I walked by there the other day on my morning after my morning walk from uh, up at Fort Canning, and I didn't stop in to see you because you were it was before nine o'clock and you were talking to your staff, and you had a big right. group of people there getting ready. So I mean, you know, every business right. has costs, right? You got your rent, you got your staff, you got all that, and and I uh, somehow I think our our listeners on Money FM get that. I mean, they understand that right. you make a quality product, a premium product, and uh, something that's not a mass produced product. Uh, and you know what? People are just going to have to pay for it. And that's, you know, I love the way you yeah. phrase it. You, you're like, it's going to be worth it for people. So that's great. Yeah, it's going to be worth it. And also, like, I do have a big staff because we do have a high production every day. Mm. And like I said, since everything is artisanal and made by hand, right? I do need, like, a number of people to replace, like, what would be usually used like machines. Yeah. Mm. And you have to pay your staff a fair a fair rate to do a good job. I mean, yeah, that's just normal. Yeah, and Jen, can I have a, can I ask you because I haven't been there yet, and for the benefit of our listeners, it's a bakery. But can you sit in the bakery? Can you show us that, or is it just takeaway only? Okay, so it's only takeaway. Right. Uh, we do not have like sit in options yet, just because of space constraint. Understand. But we do. We are looking into like you know finding more spaces, and I think in the following year. I would have like quite a lot of um, options for walk-ins for other outlets, you know, and also like a central kitchen. So those are um, quite exciting times. So you're yeah. expanding. You're up. expanding into 2022. Yeah. Wow, this is a very good entrepreneurial story. Uh, Jen, when, when you yeah. uh, look at the past year, were, did you get any sort of government assistance? Any, were there any grants or anything like that to help Correct. get your business started? What, what did that process look like for you starting a business during the pandemic? So actually, um, a website that I would direct anybody to is Go Business. So Go Business is like a government-funded website mm-hmm. where it's kind of like a one-stop shop to see like what grants can you get, what kind of um, forms must you fill up, you know, before opening your business, what kind of things you must, you know, make sure that you get um, apl- like apply for, mm-hmm. because like all these things right would hinder like the opening process. And going on that website, they will, like, 
list down everything that you have to do before you open a business. And on there, there's a lot of recommendations for different grants that you can get. So I think overall, we save about 60K wow. um, just in grants. Yeah. So nice. it is like almost 20% of what we put in. So it is a big help. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone who wants to start a business, they have to be smart about starting a business. And they have to get themselves on those grants. And most Singaporeans and most businesses are applicable for them. It might be done there. Well, Jen, you just preempted my question, which is to any of our younger listeners or viewers yeah. who are listening to you right now, contemplating setting up their first business or a startup, what advice would you give them? I would say don't rush into things. You know, as much as like you really want to start a business, you really want to be your own boss, right? Um, always start slow. So what we did was that we were home business for a full year. So I, you know, did it all by myself uh, with my family and with the people that were close to me to start this business off and continue it for one year. And it was really tire- tiring because you couldn't hire anyone. You couldn't like outsource people. You couldn't outsource all your products as well. So I started really small and I held on to that situation because I wanted to make sure that I was very clear that oh this is gonna succeed before I actually open up brick and mortar mm-hmm. right so some people you know they might you know open like their home business for like a month and they're like okay let's open our store because they see like good reviews and everything I would say that's a bit hasty um, because at the start you know it's always very rosy people will always want to try your products but after a while then you can see what it's really like, you know, what is a normal business going to be like. Yeah. yeah. Good uh, Jen, uh, last question before we got to run, but what was it like to be the runner-up on MasterChef? Was it nerve-wracking uh, being on TV and having to cook in front of people? What was it like? Okay, so I'll say it was like one of my biggest moments in my life. Sure. Um, I'm so happy that I was brave enough to go on the show, to apply for the show. Um, and then when I was in it, you know, I just... Every day was like another obstacle that I crossed. And I never expected myself to even like get through top 10. I was like, oh, you know, everybody's so much more older than I am with more experience. I thought that I was going to go out, you know, at first. But after a while, you know, with a lot of perseverance, I made it to the finals. And that moment, I was like, I already like did what I set out to do. I didn't even care if I won or not, you know. It's like, I felt so happy just being there, being involved and being part of this, like, big show. Yeah. Can I ask briefly, nice. what was your signature dish on the show? What, what was your speciality? Ah, uh, okay. So, personally, I made this Indian, Indian-inspired Indian dish, uh, Palak Paneer. Oh, with now oh that's my favourite. Yeah. Palak Paneer is my favourite dish. <laughs> my daughter's favourite. So I, I really love I really love that dish, um, but I think other viewers would say that my durian savoury croquembouche would be my signature because it's so wacky, so wow. crazy, but so delicious. Unbelievable. Um, but, you know, I'm not a big durian fan, to be honest, so yeah. I wouldn't call it my signature because it's not something I would want to eat all the time. But yeah, it was pretty fun to do that dish because it's savoury durian, so... Awesome. What? That's you it. Know, 
That's you it. Glenn That's and I nice. are coming over. We're bringing Dan. We'll get your donuts, and then you can make us palak paneer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please come down. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Jen Lee, the co-founder of Sour Bomb Artisanal Bakery, uh, located at Nine Penang Road in the uh, former Park Mall. Uh, good, uh, good luck to you, Jen. So happy for your success, and keep it going. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.